So this might be just for you exactly what you need to hear about how you're hustling too hard and you are spinning at all the ends and you are not getting done what you want to get done and all you can think about is do, 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 do. Well, we got news for you. That's not the best way to have a healthy, holistic homestead. So have a listen, see if you can relate and maybe get some inspiration to try doing a little less hustling on the homestead. Hey friends. Welcome to the Schoolhouse Life, where we answer your pressing questions and share useful tools for creating your most fulfilling, self-sufficient family homestead. We go back to basics in all things family, faith, and farming, and we're eager to teach you what we've learned. Everything from growing a garden to earning an income to living a less toxic and more nature-based lifestyle. We're thrilled you're here and hope you leave inspired to live your life as a schoolhouse too. Hey friends, so today we are here to talk about how you're doing everything wrong on your homestead. No, just joking. About the hustle on the homestead and how homestead hustling has become very trendy, but also dangerous and probably ruining the experience for a lot of people. And I think it's been doing that basically since the homesteading movement came into play. Even Are you going to you know, say, I'm not sure trendy. Like Trendy. I, so when I think homestead, Common. homestead hustle, I think of Little House on the Prairie. That is like the ultimate homestead hustling. Homestead hustling? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I yeah. guess, yeah. Well, hustle sounds like, you know, investing in something that's not going to pay off. But, I mean, I think ultimately that is a, like, huge, huge problem. And, I mean, we've been talking to a lot of people who are asking for help, trying to reevaluate their homestead and get a better feel for what it is that they want from it and how they can get there with less work. I mean, that's not how we necessarily share what we have to offer, but it's definitely a huge part of what we want to help people do is to work less and get more payoff. Yeah, I think that people don't necessarily ask us out there to do less work, <laughs> but most of the time when we get to a homestead, we're telling people to do less work less work, and more, or more focused work is probably more focused work yeah. yeah more so i the new phrase is stop hustling and start hesitating because i think that the tendency for for homestead like folk people who are pulled to this kind of lifestyle are they like to do things they like to make things and move things and you know just do things and yeah. that can be a bit of a detriment and a little bit of a character flaw because it can mean that you're doing things you don't need to do and also kind of working yourself into a hole and we've seen that a lot so so we wanted to talk about what does the hustle look like and and I think what is the detriment of hustling and why is it a cause for a problem and and look to be fair we've done this plenty ourselves we and still, yeah, we still I mean, myself yeah. included, a lot of times I find myself, like, even today, it's hotter than all get out out there, and I've been away for a few days from mm. the homestead, and I'm like, I need to get out there and do stuff, and then I'm kind of, but then Lacey is like, she's taking the kids to the pool, and I'm <laughs> like, oh, man, I could just go do computer work at the pool mm. that also needs to be done, but it's not homestead hustling. And that's probably makes more sense. But my initial feeling is I should be out on the homestead doing something. Hustling, hustling, hustling. But so there's a problem, a couple of problems when it comes to hustling. First of all, it doesn't give us time to look up. You know, we got the head to the ground. And so we're just like focused on the one thing and we're not seeing the bigger picture. And that can be a real problem, especially when you're talking about building a holistic homestead, one that takes into account all of the needs on the homestead of every person on the homestead, including yourself, and one that 
overall is going to build something for you that doesn't mean hustling all the time. I think we scramble around from one thing to the next a lot of times. We get lost when we walk out the door and we see this emergency and that emergency and this emergency. And and those things can really distract us from hitting the goals that we want for our overall vision. So you got to look up, right? You got to stop and look up. We end up starting projects that become a detriment. We end up like, you know, oh, look what we could do. We start it before we sit down and really contemplate. Does that meet our goals? Is that going to move us towards the direction we want to go? Or is it just something I can do right now? You know, and I can't tell you how many of those. We could look around our property and to, like count the different projects, yeah, ponds th- we've dug. and. I, I think and there is like the challenge though of like, you know, you can go outside and like you said, there's a hundred projects that we could do right now. And I think the other problem with the hustle is like you go outside and you find something and you just get started with it Mm. rather than like, if it's a goal, like Lacey and I just took a walk out. We had a new area mulched and there's a ton of trash in this one area. And we could have stopped right then and started picking up trash. But I think a smarter goal is to like have that goal and be like, okay, tomorrow we're going to go out there and we're going to pick up the trash and we'll have, but we're going to go out before 8 a.m. Right. It's not going to be miserable. And hot. we'll have the whole family. And like, yeah. you know, there's like this intention instead of it just being like kind of emergency status where it just pops up and we go for it. Instead, we're like, it will be something that we do so that we're prepared for it. I think another one that I learned is in the forestry farming in the forest book, I think is the name of it. The guy talks about like when you're cutting down trees to open up the canopy, you should go out one day and mark all the trees you're going to cut in a different day to cut them Mm. so that you're not standing there cutting trees and like deciding with a chainsaw in hand. Because that becomes a, a different decision at that point. So right, that's kind well, of like the part other, of it. Uh, the other way of doing it, I feel like, is a give give a hammer to a homesteader, like give a mouse a cookie, right? Give a homesteader a hammer or a chainsaw or a chainsaw, yeah. right? Like you just you when you use a chainsaw, a it's not just the work of cutting down the tree. Then you have that tree on the ground, right? right. So it's like one project leads to the next project leads to the next project. And if you don't map it out ahead of time, you are literally just running around like a chicken with your head cut off. Yeah, it's like so if you're going to cut down that tree then what then what and like (laughs) yeah and how do you map out that time and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do that whole tree in one day but like what days are you going to do it and what's the end product like we have some massive ones out there that we'll probably mill up but you know it's going to be a multi-stepped planned out event and it's better to leave them standing until that's ready yeah all those pieces are lined up and the thing about that is like it's not that it's not going to get done. It's just going to intentionally get done uh, with an intentional time frame mm-hmm. instead of just like going out there and being like, well, we need these trees down, cut them down because mm-hmm. I need to be busy. Right. And I will say too, that a lot of this looks like spending money without investing the time in the stats or the payoff or the knowledge. So, you know, we go to homesteads all the time and people have some heavy duty equipment or they've moved land around or they have built fencing or they've done this and that and the other thing. They haven't even been on the property for a year or more and they're already spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on this infrastructure. And, you know, when you take a step back and you look at it, it maybe isn't in the best place and it maybe isn't going to actually meet the needs that they have. It just feels like moving forward. Um, because you're doing something. And sometimes not doing something is more valuable than doing it um, from a financial standpoint, right? And a lot of times, if you're talking about 
doing something as a business or doing something on a, like with your business. And you have to think about your homestead that, that way, whether you're trying to make it a business or not, because you have to think about payoffs, you know, you have to think about investment and what do you have to invest and how is it going to pay off in the end, regardless of whether it's going to be a, a prosperous endeavor in terms of, you know, a business or not. And so if you're doing something, you have to be able to say to justify the means so that, you know, the ends are going to pay for it, that the ends are going to be more than what you're putting in. That's what is really the marker of self-sufficiency, because if we just keep put it, pouring money in, pouring money in, more, pouring time in, pouring time in, and it's not getting us to that place of sufficiency or even abundance, then we're not we're not really effectively using our time and resources. And we have to be able to evaluate that before we start projects. And that can be really hard because you feel like, oh, fencing is all I need to then have a, a herd. And then if I have a herd, then I can have meat. And then if I have meat, you know, but, but you really have to start at the end of that, you know, what are you going to do with a herd if you have it? Like, what is the goal of that herd? And does the place that you're fencing in have enough to sustain a herd even? Is there grass enough or, you know, whatever they need to survive. Is there water there? All of the different things, because those are all puzzle pieces that, that have to be solved. And if you don't start there, you're not, you're going to start making investments in something that's just going to keep costing and costing and costing. So and start costing. with the end in mind. Like, yeah, for what, sure. Yeah. I, I wanted to say the other thing I think I see is the faster and the harder the hustle on mm -hmm. the homestead, the more the emotional aspects, the, I guess, emotional and spiritual are sacrificed. Yeah. For the homestead. Yeah. So this one has been kind of eye-opening to me as we've been doing more and more audits is that people are willing, I, I don't know if it's intentional or not. I think they think that they're going to get to a spot in a year or two where they're done with all the major projects on the homestead and then maybe they'll sit down. Mm. And what we've been challenging people with, and this is, I think is so, so important is creating that space, that spiritual and emotional space and making that a priority immediate immediate priority of like having a spot to sit down <laughs> and enjoy your homestead mm -hmm. because if you're like if you're just nose to the grindstone putting up fences moving animals and like you never take a breath and you never enjoy it what's the point you know it's it's very very difficult because i'm guilty of this too and honestly if i didn't have lacy my homestead would probably be a nose to the grindstone homestead, but Lacey has like these flowers and fountains and, you know, all these things that I really enjoy and now prioritize, but that spiritual and emotional health is what's going to make it so that you can make it through your homestead. The physical aspect, like what happens when you throw out your back or you injure mm. yourself, you know, like, and Which then happens. you're, yeah. And then you're I've sitting been out for two days and it's yeah. like if dev, a little devastating. Cause you know, it's like, Oh my goodness, what am I not doing today? Because I'm in bed all day. But the truth is, you know, we have a space and a life now that we've created that, you know, if the kids need to step in and fill in for me, they can. And Drew had to be gone yesterday and the day before, so yeah. he wasn't here to do things. But guess what? We've built systems that the kids can step in and do, and it's not so overwhelmingly challenged. And then other things we can put off until we absolutely have to do it. Because, until it cools down. Until it cools down. <laughs> right. Right. So I, and that's huge. And I will say, too, that this is a really simple thing that you can do immediately is find a chair, two chairs, where you and your spouse can sit together and drink co coffee in the morning. 
And even if you're not going to do that every single day, the days, you know, that you don't have to go to your day job or whatever, you need to prioritize. Maybe it's going to be wine night, you know, where yeah, you're going to sit say, and drink sit wine. The, sit in the evening. Yeah. But, but you yeah. have to have that spot on your property that looks out from kind of a, a back seat and can kind of see the majority of it or see a lot of it. And even if it's not exactly how you want it, you can feel what it's going to be eventually. But anyway, so that's huge. And just a couple of other things that I want to talk about, like we suffer, because we'll get into some more ideas about how you can event, uh, avoid the hustle. But you do suffer a lot more in the hustle, right? Like hustling kind of on, on, just automatically, you're like hustling, suffering, dealing with the immediate lack of gratification to get the end uh, result, right? But that suffering has to be balanced out, like we've talked about. And when you're doing that, you also are, you're holding your hands closed. Because when you're doing something, you're always holding something, right? You're holding a shovel, you're holding a pitchfork, you're holding a steering wheel to a tractor or whatever. You're doing something with your hands and it doesn't leave space for things to happen without you're doing them, right? And if you don't leave space for the property you're on and the creator himself to step in and do things, you're missing the whole point. Because the whole point is, what can we do with nature and what can it do for us, right? That's what we want out of, as homesteaders, we see that potential. We see that this earth has the things we need. We just got to tap into it. And the truth is a lot of times we just have to watch for it. We have to be aware of it. Or even step back. And yeah, step back and, and wait for that to happen. So really think about how you can let your hands be open and eyes be open instead of so focused on, you know, the task at hand. That makes me think of like with, within holistic management, there's this idea of natural emergence, mm -hmm. which basically means like things emerging from nature on their own and allowing like facilitating that rather than trying to overcome or conquer or something like that really allowing the nature to do its work and you working with nature instead of battling it yeah absolutely and i would say you know let's step into the what can you do instead of just hustling all the time and i feel like it should really be at least equal parts this and your first year i think it should be more this than the hustle active observation yes yeah. watch 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 you need to know like how often have we shown at homesteads and they don't know the ordinance they don't know where north south east and west are they don't know where the water is coming from they don't understand where animals are trafficking through their property whether it's deer or foxes or coyotes or bears even you need to be aware of all of that and then additionally you need to look for that natural emergence when you get there you need to start identifying the native plants you need to find where they're growing and see how they're growing you need to look for things that you can tap into natural resources already there how many times you know have we probably plowed over you know elderberry trees or a mulberry bush or you know just who knows there's all kinds of different things that could be growing already there to be tapped into that you don't have to plant and if you don't cut it down first it's there for you so really getting familiar with what your property offers before you start screwing with things i, th really. I think like and i want to back back up to the watching like knowing where the sun rises and where the sunset is and like letting that be part of your routine is watching the sunrise and watching the sunset you know like that there you go now you know where north or east and west are north and, south. and then getting out in the rain and walking in the rain yeah. who doesn't like to walk in the rain right we, yeah we recently recorded about water and how important that is and yeah. understanding how it flows over your property is one of the key ways of managing your property effectively because if you don't know then it's gonna the water's gonna overpower you i guess like kind of my point on that though is like allowing that to be like therapeutic yeah. i guess in a way mm -hmm. is like 
that op- active observation doesn't have to be hard work. It can be like enjoyable, like yeah. get out there and enjoy a sunrise, get out there and enjoy a sunset, you know, once a month and enjoy the rain events. And Which these are the, the reasons we want yeah. a homestead anyways, right? right? Yeah. Those are the visions we have of like, oh, how quaint and like enjoyable because it's just like this back to basics life and then we get so busy doing all the things we don't ever sit down to enjoy those basics even like you know watching the deer and watching the fox or the birds and Mm. uh, watching the deer I feel like a little hypocritical because right now the deer are like eating everything on our homestead (laughs) it's like watching the deer eat your whole homestead But Um, then you know where they're going to be for hunting season, right? But if you don't have a notebook, you should have a notebook of taking notes about all of these different things. You could have have it mapped out by category, whether it's water or animal life or plant life. You know, really take notes of all these different things. What kind of trees do you have growing? What kind of grasses? Really be paying attention to that. And then you need to map it out and start drawing a map. And, you know, this is something that we have gone back to again and again and again and drawn different maps of our gardens and of our whole property, you know, our, from our house, our zone one, zone zero, all the way out to zone, you know, five uh, or six, yeah. right? We have gone out that far and mapped it out and put things into place. Even just, you know, it's fun to play with, draw where you're going to plant an orchard of mulberries, draw where you're going to plant an, or, an orchard of pawpaws or a guild for an apple tree. These things, having them mapped out, then when you go out, you know what you're going to do and you're not suddenly like oh well that needs fixed I'm going to go there and that needs fixed I'm going to go there and that's um falling apart so I'm going to go deal with that or you know like you just have a better feel for when you walk out the door what's on the task list and when you have that list and can kind of check things off you just you get more done oh you like lists I like I like visual lists (laughs) (laughs) he likes written lists I like yeah I like like check boxes I think the other part of that is like the goal setting like in like in the world of personal development goal setting is like the idea of like you know where you're going like mm-hmm. you can't get to a spot if you don't know where you're going right so well, like why leave the why leave the house if you don't have a map because you don't right. know where you're going yeah, yeah so i mean having that in like being able to say like today i'm doing this like no if this emergency pops up and it's not like a ridiculous emergency you're just going to let it go and you'll mm. do it when it's time to do that but having that visual of like this is what i want my homestead to look like eventually and this is what i'm working towards Mm. it subconsciously sets it in there and it's not like you have to look at that every day but like Lacey was saying a lot of times our maps that we come back to like years later is we're still developing what we mapped out and we haven't looked at it in maybe two or three years Mm It's, it's oh, it's really interesting. Crazy. I have a garden map that I drew when we first redid our landscaping and I totally forgot about it. And then it popped. I don't know. I found it in a book or something um, a few months ago. And it's almost exactly what we had mapped out all those years ago. And I just I hadn't looked at it since. But something about drawing it just sets it into your your mind, your body, your physical self so that you just do it without really even thinking about it anymore but you have to at first you have to draw that vision because if you don't then it's a scramble I think one other area I want to go down is the day of rest so Mm. I think that this one is probably one of the hardest things for a homesteader yeah mostly because people have jobs yeah their days off or their, their homesteading days I think it's difficult even for us yeah but taking a day where you don't work on the homestead Mm. is very important so for us it's Saturdays it can be any day of the week that you choose but 
having a day where you just enjoy the homestead and not work on it. And I don't want to hear that. Like I enjoy working on the homestead. So that's my enjoyment. Like seriously not doing anything on the homestead one day a week is very important. I think to overall mental health and physical health, giving your body a rest from just nonstop. And the truth going. is the studies are very clear that the more you rest, the more you get done in the time that you don't rest. So I think that, you know, even though it feels like you're getting a ton done, it's sort of like the multitasking situation where if you can stay more focused, you can get more done too. And when you rest, you are able to focus. You're able to rejuvenate. You're able to have that time to envision what you want and, and also give credit to what you've already done and enjoy what you already have. And that's actually, I think, as homesteaders, our biggest fail is that we don't take the time to enjoy what we have. We're always thinking about the next thing and um, the next goal that we need to, you know, achieve. And that's just no way to live. Yeah. <laughs> and also, if you have children, it's definitely no way to live. And what it's going to end up doing is pulling your family apart. And I have seen that a lot over the years, particularly people who started in the homesteading world when it wasn't there was not a ton of community. It's so isolating living like this when we don't have folks that we can turn to to get answers from and help from and know that there are other people out there kind of trying to live the same lifestyle. But, you know, it's really important that we take time off with our families and let our kids know that life is about more than just work, 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 work. You know, really, they just want to be with us. So find a way to fit that in an enjoyable way. And I think you'll be so much more satisfied with your journey on your homestead. But yeah, so stop hustling and start hesitating. And just if you need help with this, reach out. This is something we love helping people with. We love coming out to homesteads and seeing what people are doing, encouraging them, and also maybe just offering a little guidance and in how to map out their property and really kind of revisioning, revisioning it so that it's meeting all of their needs and will for years and years to come. So reach out to us, the Homestead Audit, theschoolhouselife.com. We love, love, love helping folks this way. <laughs>